0: Block Talk Radio.
1: If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz, the smoothest show on internet radio. Your hosts, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds.
2: Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. I am your host, the Jazz Queen, along with Mike Reynolds. Mike, how are you? Doing okay uh, today. Terry, how's everything out there in Vegas? Good. You all rested up from Burks.
3: Uh, t- look, let's not talk about that right now. I'm, I am still recovering from that, okay? I am so tired right now. So tired. Okay.
2: All righty. Welcome to the chat room. Joe from Germany, Ollie J. Hey, Ollie, uh, Smooth Jazz family. Hey, it's been a minute, Smooth Jazz family. Welcome. And we also have a guest joining us. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Click on Lynn Roundtree's soul funky picture that will bring you into our profile on blogtalkradio.com. Scroll down and you'll see the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. Four six seven one six five four eight five. I also want to welcome um, our special guest host, seventeen-year-old saxophonist Kyle Schroeder. Welcome, Kyle.
4: Hi. How you doing? Oh, good. Good. Glad to have you. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Okay, so Carrie from Smooth Jazz Family's in the chat room. Hey, Carrie, it's been a minute. Welcome back to the show. All right, so we are welcoming back Mr. Lynn Roundtree. He has a brand new release called
5: Soul Funky,
2: and Lynn says this is his best music to date. Welcome back, Lynn.
5: What's up, Smooth Jazz, uh, no, smooth jazz Family? You just said, uh, Carrie, I haven't heard her, I'll talk to her in a minute either. But yeah. what's up, uh, Talking Smooth Jazz Family?
2: hey welcome Mm -hmm. welcome back we're happy to have you back yes indeed
5: happy Mm -hmm. to be back still still, kicking it's been 2011
2: since last time we had you on the show
5: yeah i don't know what happened i don't know why we Mm -hmm. had the gap but uh you know i'm happy to be back well
2: i am too i'm Mm -hmm. happy to have you back as well so now um the this the description for Soul Funky says that uh, this is a collection of some of the most soulful funk-filled grooves to hit the contemporary jazz scene in quite some time.
5: Mm, very nice. Well, I think so. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a connoisseur of, uh, of the smooth jazz genre. I mean, not only, and I tell this to a lot of uh, artists in, 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 on, my, uh, on my wavelength and people aspiring to be in, in, in smooth jazz. Uh, to just listen and to understand how the music is going and what sounds are out there, you know, the sonic vibes that people are giving off. Uh, and, uh, and, and I wanted to go, you know, I've, I've covered a lot in my last four albums in terms of styles of music, soul, smooth jazz, a uh, uh, little mellow uh, music. And I decided, you know, hey, look, the, the music is going towards the, an organic sound uh, with live instruments, uh, a little more funk driven, soul driven and i feel like uh that element is coming back around you hear it in, in, in bits and pieces on some of the artists that are out there that are bringing out some of the newer newer sounds of music uh, but i wanted to make a an entire album of that type of music so that's why i figured that this is this is a collection of some of the um, the, the hardest hitting funk uh that that's hit the scene in, in a while people you know hit 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 and hit, hit a couple of songs here and there on their albums but i want to make a whole album out, out, out of it so uh, mm-hmm, I, okay. I feel like this is this this is what this is man
2: All right. Okay, so Kyle, I'm going to get to you uh, in just a minute here, but I got two calls waiting already. So I'm going to go ahead and take the first call. Um, Area code seven two seven four zero nine. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hello. Hello. Area code seven two seven four zero nine. Okay. Right. Okay. I will put you on hold and take the next call. Uh, this is from the same area code seven two seven. Oh, come on. my board is now acting up. Okay, while that's thinking about it, Kyle, go ahead and ask your first question.:
4: Sure, sure. All right. well, um, this is sort of like the beginning of like of like your creation of the album. What were some of your influences and motivations when when writing?
5: You talking about this album or just albums in general.
4: Oh, uh, just this one.
5: Oh, this one, man. Um, you know, I, I, it it all it all stemmed from what we do in concert live. You know, we we're always hitting these funky grooves live, and you know, we're always saying, man, we should uh, we should record a lot of the stuff. You know, you're in sound check sometimes, and you just hitting the groove. <laughs> and you always want to play through the songs, and and my bass yeah. player uh, Kenny Mac Martin, uh, who was also my MD, my music director. Uh, you know, he and I have worked together for over a decade, and you know, we, we've done a lot of shows together and we've always talked about, hey, man, let's just get together and just and just hash some things out. And so the, the approach that I had in this record is, is the first song actually we actually completed on the record was Just Know It. It's a song that he and I got together. He just started playing a groove. I pulled up a drum track. He started playing a groove. I started playing over top of his groove. And we wrote that whole song within the, the, the span of a half an hour. We had the entire concept that. of the song. Because you know, it it just it started from the base, it started from the groove, and we say, you know, we said to ourselves, this is what we need to do on this next project. Because you know, trying to interpret some of the songs from my CDs, you know, I've got a lot, a lot of songs out there, little fifty something songs that I've written and 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 produced, and, produce. and um, you know, some of some of them go over well live. Some of them, you know, we understand which ones are the are the most fun to play and which ones hit the crowd the most. And so we said we're going to make a whole album of that type of stuff because I've kind of hit hit on a couple songs on each CD that, that give it, give that, give off that vibe. So we're going to make a whole album of it. So that was the, 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 the beginning of the concept, Kyle.
4: Oh, very oh. cool. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. I like but how, you
4: know, like, yeah, like you can ahead. transition to it live really well, you know, like that's, that's probably like a really important thing, you know?
5: Yeah. A trans- lot, of, lot of the music on this album will translate live very, very well. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, that's sometimes when you, it's, it's You know, I I fell into this mode where I could play other people's songs, cover tunes, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, better than I could sometimes play my own tunes because maybe I was thinking too Mm -hmm. much on some of the songs. You know, writing for smooth jazz, writing for contemporary jazz, writing for a type of, of going for a type of sound. Now we just said we're going to write what we feel like playing and we're going to put it down and let the chips fall where where they may. And so that's what happened.
4: Very cool. (laughs) All right.
2: Um, Mike, before you go to your question, let me just um, tell the caller uh, from area code 727-809, my apologies, I'm still not able to bring you on. If you would hang up and call back in, um, then I should be able to bring you online at that point. Uh, I apologize for that. Okay, Mike, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I was going to just say that, you know, um, I've been a fan of uh, Lens for uh, quite some time now, and I know that with his so CD, you had a, a good mixture of uh, R&B mixed into your um, trumpet playing and everything. And that was kind of different to me at, during that time when I, you know, kind of was just, we we kind of really got into that whole R&B smooth jazz type mixture. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, going from that to now with the So Funky, I'll be still going with that route or, because I know like you just mentioned a lot of stuff you do live, you couldn't do because you would have to bring in singers for some of the songs that you had was like Kanye and him. So with this one, how you are you, you going to defer with this so funky and try to, you know, translate this whole CD live?
5: Oh, because every song. Have you heard the CD yet,
3: Mike? Actually, I have not learned because you haven't seen the CD, but we're going to
5: talk about that off air, okay? See? <laughs> yeah, we go over that off air. See? You know, I, thought, like... I, thought, I, thought, I thought the people were going to be nice to you, man, and let you in, and let you in on go something, something, man. You know, you got to take that up with the people. You know, so... Well, when you hear the CD, man, uh, and I'm encouraging everybody to pick this up because, Mike, you're absolutely right. I have had something funky and, and soulful <laughs> on every one of my albums, and uh, but it just has not been an entire album of it. And, you know, when we go out and we play live, you, you you get a sense, I mean, you play long enough, you get a sense of what people really dig and what people get into. And it, it tends to be my more the funk-filled tunes. Now... You you had two parts to that question with regards to the R&B. R&B is my life, man. I I I'm in the R&B city in Detroit. Uh, you know, iron, uh, You know, blood, sweat, and R&B is what I'm 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 about. You know, I'm an R&B trumpet player. People kind of ask you know because because you're instrumentalist. Well, you play jazz. Well, yeah, I love jazz. I love you know I'm very uh, very uh, uh, inundated with uh, all of our jazz legends and and jazz and traditional jazz. But I'm an R&B guy, so I play R&B soul trumpet, and I want to make that distinction. And so, you know, that's, that's always a part of, of me. And so, yeah, you even have one soul song that I, I redid from soul, 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 uh, soul jazz, uh, soul tree, the soul jazz experience. Uh, yeah. one song that I redid is called giving you love. Uh, and, and I redid it with, uh, one of Kim's background singers, Miss Beth Griffin, and we did that live. And, uh, so, so you hear an element of, of, you know, I'm bringing something back from soul, uh, soul, uh, soul tree. On this particular album, uh, but I, I never have left R&B, and in fact, uh, you know, I plan on working with some more R&B uh, in the future, doing some more uh, uh, albums, compilation albums, albums where you know we'll feature some other vocalists. But you know, hey, it's time for for what I really do on stage to shine. And and we sat down and thought about that, myself and and the guys that I play with live, especially Mr. Kenny Mack uh, Martin, who was very instrumental in in putting these songs together for me. And said, "Man, what what you need to just bring out what you do live because people don't under understand until they show up to a Lynn Roundtree show how it goes down." And so mm-hmm. we, were able, we were able to put that on this record, at least the taste of it. You know, you have to start stay with, uh, with some boundaries within, the, and the have to be listenable, um, and uh, there has to be some sort of value so people can put it in in in, in the uh, in the CD player and 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 listen to it. But you definitely get a sense of where we're going live. Mm.
2: Now, um. All of the songs on this uh, release, uh, are they all written by you? Are there some, um, you know, production work by other artists on here as well? Yeah,
5: yeah. You know, Um, along the way, you pick up friends, you pick up people who you connect with, uh, you know, with your soul, you know, your music soul brothers. And, uh, you know, Mr. Nate Harrison, who, uh, um, you know, did my last record, Serendipitous. Uh, You know, it was such a great opportunity to work with him great producer, uh, and, and a great friend. And, uh, you know, we just connected, um, uh, with, with regards to how we see and, and want to write the music. I had him on as a guest, uh, and, um, on pushing, uh, pushing back. Uh, he, he brought that song to me and, uh, brought that vibe to me. Uh, I sent him a concept of what I, I I wanted from him because I know his style, know his vibe. And, uh, and, uh, he, he sent me that. And we, we came up with a melody line. We came up with, uh, you know some verses, and uh, then that song was born. He he felt like Mills would be a great um, a great addition to that particular song, and and lo and behold, he was. And it's a different sounding song, uh, but his song's got that cool cool uh, deep vibe. You throw it in your car and it, it it'll drop in your subs, uh, but it all it, it's also smooth enough to listen to with with a glass of wine. So uh, it goes both ways. And so you know I worked with him on that. Uh, he's he's also guest appearing on uh, on um, uh, Let's Roll at, on the back. And where he plays this lights out funk fill solo in the back of that song. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I work with him on it. Of course, Mr. Nicholas Cole, uh, my, my brother and my label mate and my fellow Generation Next uh, uh, bandmate. Uh, he and I got an opportunity to work together uh, on the last record. With one of my hit songs that made it to uh, made made it all over the national radio in the day without the Renee that was on the last uh, uh, CD Serendipitous
0: yes, so yes. I, I felt
5: like I felt like that that vibe I had to put him on so he he uh, he wrote and produced um uh wish it was the first son, uh, song on the CD uh, and um, he was going to play on it but I said man this song is hitting hard why don't we get somebody that also hits hard. Another one of my brothers and label mates, uh, Julian Vaughn, heard it and said, "Yeah, man, I got to get on this one." So we put him on "Wish It Was," and, uh, and and that came out. You can hear us even doing some, you know, a nod to George Clinton in the back uh, of that song. And so it really came out uh, came out well. Um, I, I had Darren Ron mix up a couple songs, uh, so he put his touch on it. I had some guest appearances by a couple other people on it, uh, but yeah, I wrote most of the songs. Wrote co wrote, wrote most of the songs uh with some help uh from people in my band and and other guest appearances to make it all come together cool all
2: right all right um kyle you have another question
4: sure sure all right um well like your sound of the trumpet and your music in general has that very unique and and soulful sound you know and i was wondering what was your process of like developing that iconic sound and like that individuality
5: well, I'm glad you say it's iconic because uh, that's that's <laughs> that's that's what you would try to achieve. You try to achieve your own sound. I mean, there's a lot of trumpet players. You just you guys, just, I think yesterday had a great friend of mine, a great trumpet player, Farnell Newton. On um,
0: oh and, yeah, I mean,
5: so you got a lot of guys out here playing. Um, but coming up in Detroit, where you know it's real heavy jazz, you have heavy players mm-hmm. all over the place. Everybody's always in, and they're always teaching the. The uh, and you're always going up after, you know, you know, the James Carters of the world and the Dwight. Oh, yeah. Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Belgraves of the world in any jam sessions. And one thing those guys started to say, I wasn't anywhere near uh, where those guys uh, are technically uh, back then. And still, I'm not because they keep growing. I keep growing and they keep raising the bar and I keep trying to get to the bar. So you never stop uh, trying to learn. But. You know, certainly mm-hmm. one thing that was consistent about what they said about me after I would go up and get blazed by one of those guys was that, hey man, <laughs> you don't have to play all everything that they play. But the unique mm-hmm. thing about you, and some of the old guys would say this, Harry McKinney and, and Marcus Belgrave, they would say all, hey man, you got a great sound and you should you should really focus on, you know, your sound. Obviously continuing to build and 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 build your repertoire and improve your technique. But you know, mm-hmm. your sound has something special in it and it's the way you approach the music and your, your vibe to the music, you know, you, you don't have to be Marcus Belgrave. You can be Lynn Roundtree and make Lynn Roundtree, uh, stand out. And then, and then, you know, that's a unique sound. And then no one's comparing you. They're saying, you know, you just have an iconic sound and what you said, uh, Kyle. So that's what I've been trying yeah. to achieve. How can I make my sound an iconic sound to where when you turn on the record and you hear somebody play a phrase, that's Lynn Roundtree, that's Lynn Roundtree sound That's his production. That's, that's what he, you know, that's his his M.O. And just like you, right. you can pick mm-hmm. up a Miles Davis record and, oh, you, you immediately yeah. know that's Miles. You immediately know that's Lee Morgan. You immediately know that's Freddie. You immediately know that's Roy or oh, Nicholas yeah. Payton or anybody. You immediately know these guys. That's what I've tried to achieve. You said it best, and I might put that in my bio, Kyle, and, and credit you, man. <laughs> uh, try, <laughs> I'm trying to achieve, an, trying oh, to not achieve nice. an, an iconic sound on the trumpet, man. There you yeah,
4: go. <laughs> doing it well. Doing it well. Yeah, I'm that's trying, right,
5: brother.
2: All right. Well, let's take a listen to some of this music. I'm going to start with the title track, "Soul Funky." Tell me about this, Lynn.
5: Oh man, uh, "Soul Funky" came together my my bass player and I, I came up with I wrote the song uh, and uh, wrote the melody. Bass my bass player uh, played uh, played on it, Kenny Mack, um, and uh, I had my keyboard player who's uh, been with me for years, Mr. Uh, Anthony Gordon. Uh, you know, running some keys and, and, and doing a lot of uh, color on it. Uh, but it, it was just a groove that I felt. I felt like hitting this hard groove, and I've had success playing. I love the sound of the trumpet and the flute, uh, and uh, I don't think it's been exploited enough. Uh, people, you know, have played, uh, you know, those two instruments together, recorded those two instruments together enough in a setting where both are lead lead sounds instead of just background. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've found the success on on my last two records with with Althea Renee, uh, and um, and I. I on a show in Birmingham was able to play with uh, another great up and coming artist, Miss Kim Scott, uh, and invited her up to play, uh, play with me on that show. And it was, it was, it was kind of magical when we did that song she had a great vibe and my bass player came with me and he liked the way she played. So we said, man, I think she would sound great on this particular tune. Uh, and so we got her in the layer her parts down and she, she, she brought back, uh, she sent back the fire and, uh, I, I was happy to make this my title track. And it was definitely, uh, it's got a combination of soul and funk. Uh, it's kind of different. We don't know if, it's, if, if it if it will ever hit radio or, or be a single, but we know it's just a great, fun tune, man. And it's got some great soul and deep, deep soul funk uh, licks to it, man. So hope you guys enjoy "Soul Funky," the title track to uh, my new my new release. Here we go.
2: the title track from Lynn Roundtree's new CD, Soul Funky. And Lynn, I want you to know that you just got a new fan. I got a post on Facebook <laughs> saying that this list, this person was not familiar with you, and thank me for introducing you to her.
5: Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. It was always great. One fan yeah. of the top.
2: That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. I have a question from the chat room. Ollie J would like to know, is it hard to keep players in your band you enjoy playing with? Oh, that's a great question.
5: (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, you see, I just responded, uh, and Mm -hmm. I can even expand, expound on that. Um, you know, with the budgets nowadays, uh, Mm -hmm. with, with budgets in any case, particularly traveling, um, you just don't have the budget to bring in your whole band. So, Sometimes you, you lose because of budgets. You, you're not able to, to afford to bring people that you enjoy playing with, um, uh, or the, not necessarily enjoy playing with, but just are used to and accustomed to playing with and know your show and, and you know, the, kind of your heartbeat of, of your music. Uh, it's tough to bring them in if you don't have the budgets. Also, there's attrition where people just, you know, they, they get better opportunities and they grow into their own or, or blossom you know, into their own solo acts or, or go off with bigger acts. So, yeah, it's very difficult. So, um, you know, it, what you have to do starting out before you have the big budgets uh, is, is you know, be consistent with your show. Have a consistent show that you know backwards and forwards uh, and, and make it easy enough for, Because you know, I play a lot with house bands when I do travel. Um, and we, we're blessed to have such great musicians all over the country and a lot of different parts of the, the country that we can call on and send music via Dropbox and, and send the charts and everything. So just being organized and, and, and having your charts written out to all your music, uh, having samples of your music and even live versions of your music to be able to give these guys uh, and being able to understand how to, how to, how to run a rehearsal um, when you get there and, and understand how to make your music work. Um, mm-hmm. We use backtracks sometimes. It's difficult to have to always use backtracks, but backtracks keep the music consistent and it makes it easier for for uh, for house bands that that have just you know had to you know spend two days learning twelve of your mm-hmm. original songs uh, mm-hmm. to, to go off and make it sound like the song, so you have to have the backing track to keep that direction and keep it the focus and make it easier for them, uh, and and just be confident in your music and what you're doing because people are coming to see you, uh, and you can't complain because you know you get an act that that has played with their own band and practiced with them every year out in California in a hotel and. They come out and, and, and they take the same band they've been playing with for three or four years, and they do a show, and then they throw you on as an opening act, and uh, they barely give you money to get there yourself, and you have to mm. pick up a band that's, that that you haven't played with at all, and you have to be compared to that that person, but you have to be ready to play, and I think, Mike, I've, I've said a little bit about that on some of your posts, but yeah, well, you have yeah, to be ready yeah. to play and shine. <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah, be ready to true. play and shine, I mean, that's just the way of the world, that's Politics and when it's your opportunity, you got to be ready. So, being as organized as possible, having your music together, having a consistent show that you're comfortable with, so you can make other people comfortable. Learning how to run your rehearsal, uh, being you know able to communicate with these guys and play on a certain level uh, to, to to keep everybody consistent and making your relationships with other guys around the, the country. So, mm-hmm. I've been able to go around and meet guys in these quote unquote house bands who are now becoming more than just a house band. They've played through my music. We know each other. We talk. They become, you know, alternate members of my band. Uh, and, wow. and so I start using guys around the country that you play with a lot. And, you know, they become alternate members of your band because they enjoy working with you. You're a great person to work with. You're easy to get along with. And you got good music. So you, you just got to that... keep pushing until you're able to get the budget to bring in your own band. And you can't sweat not being able to bring your own people in the people that you're comfortable with. You just got to make it work. Mm. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, you
3: know, I can I can kind of piggyback on that because, you know, Lynn plays in the DC area because he's from, you know, the DC, the DMV area. But when he comes, he normally plays with, like, a group called Phase Two. Or, you know, when he comes out to Baltimore, he plays with Fahrenheit. And, like I said, you know, uh, those guys, they love Lynn. I mean, every time he comes, you know, those guys are waiting for that call for Lynn to come in and play so they can play with him and, uh, and rock with him. So he's absolutely right about, you know, those guys becoming, like, extensions of his, um, you know, normal band because. You know, you got to make those relationships as you travel across the country. So I, mm-hmm. I can I, I, I kind of agree with that with Lynn.
4: Wow,
2: and and even while Lynn was talking, I'm smiling and shaking my head because this is some of the conversations that Mike, have I, Mike and I have had just this past week. So yeah, um, yeah just well, this past week. Me,
3: yeah, yeah. me and Lynn, we had these conversations too before, but uh, and like I say, the, the brothers deep. You know, you know, we can go in all day with this interview with something okay, like that. You? You know, with Lynn. That's yeah. right. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I
5: and mean, and it's just. I mean, like you said, it's it all boils down to. You know, you, you have to. Be, you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared, and yeah. uh, you know, when you, you have an opportunity. I just look at the opportunities where I have an, an opportunity to bring in a band that I've worked with for you know a, a long time, some of my, my people from Detroit, and take those opportunities and stride, man. I'm happy when I get it, but I don't expect it, and and it doesn't change. You know, the way I perform, I'm going to try and perform as yeah. uh, consistently as I can. I'm not going to blame the band if something happens i'm gonna say look man we're gonna play this or we're gonna play that and you know as long as we feel the groove you know if we can't end it right or something happens we make a mistake here it doesn't matter because people are you know they're expecting us to play and 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 feel the music so as long as you can feel it as long as that groove is there we'll worry about everything else
2: all right we had talked one moment, Mike. We're talking to Lynn Roundtree. His new release is called Soul Funky. If you would like to call in with a question or a comment, the phone number is 646-716-5485. Let me welcome Betty Belcher to the chat room. Welcome, Betty. Glad to see you. Uh, for those of you in the chat room, if you have a question for Lynn, please post it and I will let uh, let him know. Okay, Mike, go ahead.
3: So I'm just going to say that, you know, with you saying that, you know, how, how, is, how do you feel when... You know, because I know you get a lot of times you know, people see your, see your show for the first time and, and they hear you for the first time they say, well, this guy's a trumpet player. You know, and and how do you kind of, you know, you go on and you do rock the show, but are there times when people kind of people come to you and tell you that that was their first time seeing you and they didn't expect to see that kind of a show from, from a trumpet player?
5: Yeah, I mean, that goes back to Kyle's iconic comment because trumpet players mm-hmm. aren't seen as, I don't understand, but in this genre of music, the R&B type of, instrumental music that we play, trumpet players aren't seen as lead instruments. Now they were seen as lead instruments in traditional jazz bands. And, you know, trumpet players are, are very, very, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're seen as background instrument, you know, like, you know, tower power and, and earth Wind and fire horns, it's always trumpet player blasting and blowing, but they're never seen as lead soulful instruments. So that's what I, I love it. When somebody comes up and says that after a show, Hey man, I didn't, but some people have a hang hangup about a trumpet player. They don't, I don't know. I'm just used to saxophone players. You know, I know the saxophone player or, or a guitar player or something. I just I, every time I think a trumpet, I think of loud and glaring and, and irritating. And so I, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to show that the lead instrument like a trumpet could be beautiful, could be soulful, could be sexy, could be, you know, an instrument, a lead instrument, something that you can listen to all day. Uh, and don't have to cover your ears up and be upset with And So when people come up and say, I didn't know what to expect. But after having heard you, I'm a new plan of the trumpet. I, I take that very seriously, and I'm very happy when somebody says that because it, it makes me feel good that I've been able to interpret the trumpet uh, as an instrument like that. And we've certainly had the help from people like Rick Braun and people like Chris Bodie. I mean, Chris Bodie has one of the workingest uh, bands in the, in, in, in the, country, in the world. Uh, he's been able to take the, the trumpet and make it such a, a, a beautiful lead instrument. I mean, people... People like like him and Eno Miles, even when he was doing the fusion stuff, started started uh, you know doing that and you know Chuck Mangione, people like that. Um, but it's not enough of the trumpet players doing that. I, I don't know why yeah. I don't know you know, but I think it's coming around. Uh, but you know people have, don't see the trumpet as a lead instrument, don't see it as soulful, and they see the saxophone players and, and, and guitar players as such. But like you said, to answer your question, I'm very very happy and honored when somebody comes up after the show and says. I didn't know what to expect, but I'm a new fan of the trumpet now.
2: Mm. Okay. All right. I have a phone call. Area code 414. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz.
1: Hey, Lynn, what's up? Lynn, what's up? This is Felix Langford.
5: How you doing, man? I know. (laughs) But you still still have your Milwaukee number, though,
1: huh? Yeah. I didn't switch it, but yeah. Yeah.
5: Well, welcome, Felix. What's up, man?
1: Hey, I'm ready, man. Come on now,
2: <laughs>
1: right? What's,
2: do you have a you have a question
1: for ready,
5: Atlanta? What you ready for, man?
1: Ready for that thing on percussion? No, I play percussion. Oh yeah, yeah. You were, you were coming to Atlanta, so I was saying if you needed something, hey, I'm available.
5: Yeah, we can work that out, man. You can hit me up, and uh, we can try to work that out. We're coming down. We have
1: uh, uh, there's a band
5: that we're we're using as a part of the series, uh, and so those guys are uh, our unit. And actually, promoter is is, is taking care of all of that. But certainly, we could talk about something, man. If uh, if if you're out and about and you got your uh, your instruments with you, man, you come in and uh, and you see what we got. You know, if if it
1: makes sense, let's make it happen. (laughs) <laughs> right. Hey, if not mm-hmm. this time around, you know the future—you never know. Yeah. You know. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Man, because you
5: know, we 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 haven't played Atlanta a lot, Atlanta a lot, but I, I trust that after LeBron and I do this show on uh, May the 21st, we'll, we'll we'll be back down there. I used to do Atlanta a lot, but uh, it's just been uh, you know kind of the luck of the draw. We haven't been down there, but we, we're, we're coming back down, and we're coming out with a bang down there, so we'll be back through, most definitely. Hey, that's one come thing. On, I come did. on out to the show, man. Come on out to the show, man.
1: Might have to make it there. Check you out, man. Hey, but I did want to say this, though. What you were saying about the lead instruments, it does seem like sax and guitar is all that people are into for some odd reason. And then I'm a percussionist. And I write songs, so you can only imagine, where would I fit in, you know? If the trumpet is having a problem, where is the percussionist that writes songs, where is he going to fit in, you know what I'm saying?
5: Yeah, well, the key key to that, man, is to always, always just, uh, you know, make good songs. If you make good songs... It trumps everything. I mean, people people still, they listen to my music. There's people who have my CD and still call me a saxophone player. Oh, man, this is my man, Lynn Roundtree. I got three of his CDs. He's a great sax player. Oh, uh, wow. Okay, <laughs> you know. Okay, well. Hey, I mean, the, the key word is you have three of my CDs and you listen to them and you're talking my name up. At least you spell my name and say my name right. That's fine. We'll worry about what I play later. Uh, you know, so it, that that's, thats you have to, you have to make the, you have to make the good music, man. Just make the good music, and you know, it, what it, everybody will figure it out. Long, they'll like the music. Some people won't even know if it's a trumpet or a sax, but I need them to wow. like the music. You know what I mean? Wow, that's
1: crazy. You. That's crazy.
2: Well, thank you, Felix. I appreciate you calling in.
1: All right, all right, all right man. We we'll see you, man. Uh, Might all, right. You out, man. all right. Come on, through, bro. All right. Later. All right.
2: Thank you. All, all right. right. Let's get to another song. Uh, Pushing Back. Tell me about this one.
5: Pushing Back. That's the song I talked about with um, my man, Nate Harrison. Um, you know, I, I was inspired by some of the, the guys, uh, you know, the Chris Browns of the world, uh, and that Fine China song, and, and the, the type of space that they're using in their songs now. Um, but the, the type of the deep bass that they're using, the 808s. And, and I said, man, let me do a song like that that has that type of sound, you know, that, 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 that deep bass sound, but with a lot of space, not a, without a whole lot of instrumentation, but with some horns in the back that make the melody, the melody is actually the horn line. So there's no mm-hmm. real distinct singular melody. The melody is the horn line. And the repetitive horn line, and so I said, "Let's the, the person that I, I I know that can make that type of music, and that uh, lives eats and breathes that type of sound is Mister Nate Harrison." So, you know, I went to him with this concept. I said, like, "Hey, man, I want to make a song that like this, man, that you know the young kids are listening to, that you know that, that sounds hip, that sounds like what's on the radio." And you know, we, this is what we came up with, and uh, you know, so it, this, this, that's what happened. I push it back, and then we we, we brought in Nils on it, and Nils just nailed it. Mills did the background uh, guitars, and his sound, the, the space he used in his sounds. He's he's not a typical guitarist where you know he's going to play all of the, the 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 standard plucking and the rhythm and the wah wah. He's going to just play some real some real oral stuff in the back, and then uh, he took this real crazy solo in the in the middle. You can kind of hear it in in the bridge, and at the end we just let him have it. And uh, uh, I think it came out well, and I'm glad I'm glad you like it.
2: All right, this is Pushing Back. That was pushing back from Lynn Roundtree's new release "A Soul Funky. Um, so Lynn, you can see all of the questions yeah. that are being posted in the chat room. Um, but I'm gonna oh, let yeah. Kyle Yeah. I'm gonna let Kyle go next. So Kyle, go ahead.
4: Okay. Um I just wanted to ask you, um, I know you talked about this earlier, but like what do you think like as like I'm working on writing songs and many other people are, like, what makes up a good song in, in, in like your sense? Like,
5: yeah. Well, the same. The same thing makes up, uh you know, a good book. You know what I mean? It's it's. You have to. You the book ebbs and flows, but there's there's got to be some sort of content, and there's got to be some direction. I get a lot of songs from people where, you know, they they give you a groove, and the groove is good. The groove definitely has to be there. Should start off with a good groove, but. The elements of a song is there's an introduction there's uh there's there's the body meat of of it there's the climax yeah. to it and then there's the release at the at the end uh and, and fade out and that's how you should structure a song it shouldn't shouldn't be you know it, it obviously you told a line with trying to write what you feel is is uh sounds good without trying mm-hmm. to be commercial because if you go into a song trying to oh i'm going to write a song for smooth jazz and I'm gonna write it so it sounds like this song and that song. And then, then you've already shot yourself in the foot. You're not really right, you know, right. being as creative as you can. Yet, also, you don't want to write a song that sounds like you're from Mars. If you want to, to this song to play in this type of genre, it's fine to mm-hmm. write what you want to write. You know, that's that's perfectly okay. But if you're trying to achieve some sort of uh, stature in a certain genre of music, you have to listen to what what that the sonic, you know, the sonic. Uh, variations of your type of music in that genre that are out there uh so you're listening to the radio hearing what kind of sounds people are using you know and, and taking a mixture of what you create uh, and a mixture of of great production and putting it all together into a song and making it you know make sense with it, the intro and, and all that so you know you and you don't want to so what i do when i write a song man I, I i write what i feel uh and then i start chiseling it you know like like you're like you're making a, a statue you know, you'd start out with a big yeah, round yeah. Or, or clay, you know, statue or something. You you chisel it mm-hmm. until you kind of perfect it. Okay, maybe this intro is, I don't need eight bars on an intro. It's funky, it's sweet, but maybe I don't need eight bars. Maybe I need to get into the meat of the song quicker. So you trim some of that. Uh, and then you yeah, go yeah. into, you know, when should I put the verse? Okay, well, the verse sounds better coming here or coming there. maybe we should bring this chorus in earlier because the chorus is what you know, it's the, the meat of the song. And you go on one or two, one and a half minutes before you get to a chorus. No, man, bring it up to the beginning, man. Or make the chorus, the, the, make it a pre-chorus. You know, go into, and Nate Harrison taught me that, man. pre courses are yeah. very important. So when you hear uh-huh. pre-chorus, like in the last song you heard, you heard mm-hmm. you heard the intro. We decided to, to, to introduce you with the melody once around and not belabor you with it. Get right into the verse and then do a pre-chorus uh, leading into the chorus. And so it was a buildup. So your ears were were getting ready and expecting to come back into that into that into that, into that, that course. And I know I'm talking shop. You you understand what I'm talking about, though, right, Kyle?
4: Yeah, 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 for sure.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. so, but basically, in a nutshell, it's a fine line between being creative, uh, putting down what you to feel, and what you feel is is, is most what represents your sound, uh, but mm-hmm. also making it palatable for the average listener or for the type of listener you want to, to to make it to, to, to appeal to. Right. Right. All
4: right. All right. All right. Thank
2: you. All right. All right. Let me, let's get to some of these questions in the chat room. Um, first of all, I want to let you, uh, Betty had a compliment for you. She says that Lynn makes the trumpet sound straight, sexy and his show is a must see. Thank you for that, Betty. Um, from Carrie. Betty B yes uh from carrie she wants to know um what with all the with all of the technology technological oh goodness with all of the technology advances how would you rate the importance of the internet and social media for your career
5: uh it's it's essential i mean yeah it's mm-hmm. essential if you're trying to run away from any of these elements of uh of social media then again you're shooting yourself in the foot And i, I know it gets difficult sometimes keeping up with all of the twitters and Facebooks and, and all that stuff. And, and there's some great features now that allow you to combine everything, which I take advantage of. So when I make a post on one uh, social media medium, it posts on all of mine across the board, um, you know, as much as I can. And, you know, certainly, you know, I've had to step up to the plate with regards to Twitter. I, I'm, I have to admit I haven't been very active on Twitter. I didn't really understand a lot of it, uh, but I'm coming around to even getting involved with that because uh, if you're not active, it's, it's right now it's, for up and coming artists, it's the easiest way because what, one thing we always say is that in this country, unlike uh, other countries, politics sometimes get in the way of the music and the fans and the listeners. So it shouldn't be the case. It should be that we make good music and people can have access to our music the way they when they want and how they want. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's being spoon fed to them by the politics. So you're unable to really connect directly with your audience. Well, now with the advent of the social media and YouTube and everything, you can push the politics aside and get right directly to the consumer. And that's what a lot of people in every, in every aspect of, uh, of entertainment are doing. Like Kevin Hart, if you I saw a, 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 a story on him and how he basically has um, mastered social media and been able to, to, to get directly to his fans and his people. But as far as us, yeah, Carrie K- is right. Is spot on. I mean, you you have to be active, you know, and, and be responsive, uh, and be, a, be plugged in on as many social media platforms as possible because that's the easiest and most direct way to our fans and, and people can can touch us and see us and and uh, hear our music and uh, you can set yourself up so you know it doesn't have to infringe on your personal space you know because people want to be personal uh, mm-hmm. but you definitely have to have. A presence on social media and people have to be able to access you it's almost like you know you. this is one of the things that you have to conform to you can't be you know anti well I'm not gonna do this I'm not gonna do that okay mm-hmm. fine that's fine but don't complain when people don't know about you and then when the politics are, are, are allowed to influence your music uh, in a negative way because okay. it's right out there I can I can I can connect with people in Europe I can connect with people in California I can connect with you guys through, through a a chat session and know, I know some of the faces of the people in the chat room because of social media. I've gotten Mm -hmm. shows and gigs and met with promoters from social media because I posted something and a promoter said, okay, okay, well, yeah, man, let's, let's do it. Uh, Elon and I had a group, Elon Trotman called, uh, Mm -hmm. and I always like to tell this story called new kids on the, on the horns. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that came about because Elon reached out to me on Facebook and, and we started having a conversation on Facebook and, you know, lo and behold, Hey, we feel like we're doing the same thing. Why don't we, why don't we get together and, and see if this thing will work. And, you know, we had a good, good year, year and a half run, man. And and, and it worked out well, but that type of type of thing allows you to, to connect with a lot of people that you normally wouldn't be able to connect with.
2: Oh, so true. So true. Um, <laughs> I added a little extra time to the show, if you guys don't mind, cause I want to get through these questions on the, in the chat room. Um, just so we don't cut somebody off. Um, but uh, Will would like to know if any of the Marching 100 elements um, from the Marching 100 are on the CD.
5: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Will is trying to trying to let people know that I, I played in the famous Marching 100 down at uh, Florida <laughs> in University in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, look, man, short and sweet, everything I do has been influenced by the Marching 100 because they drilled performance, they drill perfection. They drill practice into me. So everything that has come out of me is manifested uh, through my music and through you know, what I like to do live, my live shows, being prepared to play a live show, having the, the, the lung capacity to play the trumpet, which is another difference is why you don't you know, see a whole lot of trumpet players sometimes playing this type of music because we can't play as long and as hard as saxophone players. The, the trumpet is not built for that physically. It's not built to be able to play like that. So if you're trying to play like a saxophone player in your live show, you're already defeating yourself. You're blown out on the first three songs, uh, and you have to play a whole 90-minute show. So, you know, you, you have to kind of uh, pull yourself back and understand how to perform and play when everything's all mic'd up and amped up and, and going crazy and not blow your head off. So, But that's all the training and and everything that I've received at at, uh, at Florida and at March, through, through March 100. Okay,
2: Ali wants to know how much help do you have keeping things organized? Do you have a right-hand man or a woman?
5: I have right-hand people. Uh, <laughs> uh, my wife keeps me organized at home. Uh, make sure you know I'm, my head is is going in one direction. Uh, make sure the house is all uh, is taken care of. Um, I've got a manager named Carmen Hatch um, out of Chicago who. Who does a great job interacting and uh, and doing the things that uh, uh, she needs to do with regards to follow up, uh, and she's been with me for uh, close to a, uh, you know eight nine years. Uh, I've got a booking agent, Mr. Greg Allen, out of Colorado. He books for me and he books for Generation Next. Uh, he's my mouthpiece in trying to you know crack some of the uh, the, the barriers in, in this in, on these on these shows and some of these bigger shows. Uh, so he's working really hard and at, at, at getting getting my name and getting getting me booked on a lot of these shows out there. And uh, I've got a road manager, um Mr. Darius C, who's my right hand man on the road when I have the the, the budget to take him. Uh, and uh, he's he's my brother man, and he's, you know I, I would throw him my wallet. I give him, you know my horn, and you know he knows exactly you know what I need, you know, when I need it, and you know, takes care of the band, makes sure everybody's is 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 uh, is accommodated. Uh, and he handles the tough conversations sometimes with with uh, fans uh, and or promoters uh, who may or may not have 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 the, the, the right conversation for you at at the time that they're supposed to have it. Uh, and and so, I mean, it's good to have a good uh, network of people around you, man, um, to, uh, you know, to make this thing go. Because, I mean, you know, a lot of people I always use the old adage, you know, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. There are other people mm-hmm. who are good at what they do. Allow them to do it. And, and you know, frankly, people don't want to see the the, the artist doing everything because it kind of devalues you. you. You take your focus off on off of what you're supposed to be doing, and that's playing, performing, and, and writing music.
2: And nor nor does the artist want to do everything for the exact same reason.
5: Yeah. No, and you know, it's it's difficult. It it becomes ch- and you know what, it can get real demotivating sometimes, and that's mm-hmm. where you have mm-hmm. people come coming in because you start to see some of the bad parts of this industry. Uh, some of the, And people just give up sometimes. They give up too. They get they get frustrated because, you know, it's, it can be very frustrating. You bang your head up against the wall. What am I doing? You know, I, I think I'm doing everything right, but I'm still not able to do this or that or, you know, be seen or be at this particular level. And, uh, you know, you end up beating yourself up. That's why you have to have a, a good network of a good team of people who, you know, don't always prop you up, will always tell you the real, you know, always tell you, hey, you didn't look that good. Or you didn't sound that great, or maybe I don't like this, or your outfit wasn't that great, or you know, you need people in your <laughs> corner that, that will give you honest feedback but will also be there when when you're when you're you know, when you're going down down a road a negative road you don't need to be in. People can talk to you and, and boost you.
2: Right. Sound familiar, Mike. <laughs> hey, hey, I feel like it
3: <laughs> Lindo, Lindo has some kind of yes, I feel like it is too. yeah. So true. So true, yeah.
5: I could have said yes, no better.
2: Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, if you
5: if you have people, like, you know, sometimes your family members will love everything you do. Oh, that's great. That's my baby. He's sound, it's great. Play that note. Yeah. Uh, but that's not going to help you in the real world because in the real world, there are so many people out there trying to do the same thing that you're doing. Um, you know, you have to be exceptional. And you have to have your product should be perfect. And I saw another, another thing. I don't know if I saw anything about technology in a question. But, you know, mm-hmm. with all the production software and everything out there and, and the way production costs have come way down, there should be no excuse for you to put something out there that doesn't have uh, uh, the sonic quality uh, that, that that people want to hear on the radio. And so sometimes people send me their products and I'm saying, man, it, it, it's a good song, but it just doesn't it doesn't sound like everything else. Do you listen to what's on the radio? Do you hear what's on the radio? Do you hear the mm-hmm. type of sounds they're using? And it's not that expensive. It, it just takes just because you can mix a project doesn't mean you should send it to somebody who knows what they're doing. Send it to mm. a Nate Harrison, send it to a Darren Ron, send it to a, a, a Michael Broning, uh, to let them mix it up. Send it to a Paul Brown, let them mix it up if you can afford some of these guys. But I mean, send it to them and let them say, Hey man, this is what, what needs to be done and uh, let them, let them do their thing. That's what they're good at. Uh, and then, then, you know, then you know, you have something that you put your best foot forward.
2: Mm. Yeah. Good good stuff, good stuff. Um, uh, Carrie wants to know what was the deciding moment when you made when you wanted to become an artist, which made you want to become an artist?
5: I think when uh my parents gave me you know, I'm showing my age, but they gave me this little uh the record player that had a microphone attached to it. And I could sing while I was playing my records and it's my voice would come out over the intercom the, of the little record player thing. And I think I was watching Motown 25, uh, it came out in like 1983 I was a kid. And, um, uh, I saw them walking around stage with these microphones and that's when they were first starting with these wireless microphones and they always had the little wire hanging out the bottom of them, the little, the first, uh, wireless microphones. And so I cut the wire off of my, my parents didn't like it, but I cut the, the, the bottom off of it. And uh, I got on a stage of my little, made a little stage in my little fireplace, uh, in brick fireplace was my stage. And I got on and I started singing along to some of these Motown cuts, some of these songs on my dad's radio. I, I, and, and I just felt, I, there was a different feeling that came over me than anything else I was doing at the time. And I was always in sports and I was always playing in some bands or singing in some choir. But just being on my little makeshift fireplace stage with that little microphone that I was acting like it was a cup, wireless microphone, singing and performing on stage, but there was a feeling there that you just—it's you afford feeling that you just can't get, and that's when I knew. I'm gonna be a performer. I want to perform. I want to be on stage. I want to share my music, and 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 that's that's what that's when I knew, and I think I was about yeah, I don't know, ten. 10 you 10 years old, maybe, you know? Mm. So yeah, I, that's, that's when I knew I wanted to perform. Okay.
2: Betty wants to know, do you play any other instruments beside the trumpet?
5: I am a producer. If people, a lot of people don't know that, that I've produced a lot of the songs that, uh, on my, on, throughout my five CDs. And I also produce for other people. I've produced for Gail, Gail Johnson. Um, I, in fact, I've just produced a song for Althea Renee, her new single, not on her live you know, single that just live our CD just came out it's a single that we wrote uh that I that we got uh, that I wrote with uh, Mr. Kenny Mac Martin actually wrote the song brought it to me and uh I produced it and uh we put Mr. Nick Coley on, on it and uh it's gonna be her slamming single come out in the next couple couple weeks or so but yeah I do a lot of production work uh, on mine and other people's projects so to answer Betty's question, I don't particularly play another instrument fluently as I mm-hmm. do the trumpet. But I, if you look at production as an art form, which it is, um, that's my second uh, second love. You know, to produce uh, produce songs for people, and and in, in that I create uh, music. I, I write the music. I, I create the sounds, instrumentation. Uh, I'm playing uh, keys on some of my stuff. Some of, my, some of my music I'm playing uh, synth parts and I'm putting uh, percussion in it. Don't let Felix hear. I, know, I don't know if Felix is still listening, but I put <laughs> my own per- percussion in some, some of my tracks. Uh, but yeah, so uh, hopefully that answers her question. Oh, okay. And
2: Joe from Germany just had a comment that um, he thinks So Funky is your greatest work to
5: date. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Kyle. You- thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you.
4: All right. Kyle, you have a question? Um, let's see. What what is like what's your favorite part about like performing for an audience? I know you said you have you got that when you were little and it stayed in you, but what what do you love like so much about it, you know?
5: Oh man, it uh you know, I, I actually yeah, I, I love it. I love it when when we're able to get to the part in the show where People uh, are, are are in tune and they have their attention right on you on stage. Yeah, there's a yeah. moment in every show, maybe a couple of moments in every show where everybody's just looking at you and you've gotten through your first song jitters because there's first show, I don't care who you are, how many shows you've done, you always and you should keeps you humble, always have first song jitters where you you're sitting back like, OK, yeah. I don't know how the sound system's is going to work. I don't know if the band remembers the songs. I, I don't know how <laughs> much, especially a trumpet player. I don't know how, what my lips are doing today. I don't know what they're going to sound like. So I need to hit those first couple yeah. of notes to get all the stuff out of the way. So once all of that is out of the way and you're in the meat of the, the, the show and people are looking at you and, and staring at you and they feel you feel the vibe that you're getting from those people and you, you're able to, 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 to take that and, and give it right back to them and they're giving it back to you, that's the, the best part of the show for me. You know, yeah. and, and, and I, I love to achieve that. And, and you know what? You don't achieve it on every show. Some shows, and sometimes it's the bigger shows that that you feel more disconnected, especially if they, you're doing a big festival and they have that big area in mm-hmm. front and then the fans are in a fence in the back and, you you know, you can't really catch people's eyes and, you know, you yeah, see a lot yeah. of stuff, commotion going on in the back. You know, you you just kind of disconnected from the performance. I actually like the more intimate performances in the clubs. Uh, Or in smaller Mm -hmm. venues where people are are almost, you know, you're you're, the belly of your trumpet is is, is, you're worried about, you know, something flying off of your trumpet into somebody's drink (laughs) because they're so close to the stage. You know, I like those. I like those blues alley type venues, man. You know, those venues, where you know, you're right there and people are, are, are engaged and then you can feel the energy of the room. And uh, and and they're just one with you on stage, and they're listening to you, and you're feeling their vibe, and you're playing, and you're in your zone. That's my favorite part of the show.
2: Okay, now Thank you. I have a question for you, uh, Lynn, about Kyle. So, for those of you that are just joining us, Kyle is a seventeen-year-old saxophonist, and he is our special guest co-host. Um, Lynn, I think my question my question was going to be, "What advice would you give Kyle?" But your answers. Uh, have been really good advice for him but is there something in particular that you would say to Kyle in his for his career
5: yeah uh you know yeah I mean like I said I've touched on a lot of different areas that, mm-hmm. that hopefully he can um he can he can you know make a part of his his uh his uh charge to becoming a, a, a performing artist but you know definitely you have to have the perseverance um, mm-hmm. And you know that's the first and foremost perseverance in this industry. Some people just give up too too quick, mm-hmm. you know. Some people give up before they can uh, before they can you know realize you know all of the the, the, the fruits the fruits of their labor um, because it can be discouraging. Mm-hmm. So the perseverance, one, two. You have to you know know who you are, and, and that takes a while to develop a sense of like you know. I think Kyle's on the right track. I'm gonna continue to to, to harp on that iconic sound thing, man. I love that, man. <laughs> um, but you have to know who you are. You got to know, you yeah. got to know, you know, because as a saxophone player, as a trumpet player, you always have people that you're looking up to and you want to sound like, man, that guy played so great. I want to sound just like him. Or, I want to sound like him. Or, I want to sound like that. And that's great when you're learning because you have to, you know, you know, you, you should give a nod to your, your elders and your people that are coming up uh, that, that have been there that have done it and have you know, the technique and the style. But at some point right, you have right. to create your own sound and your own style and then you have to perfect that. Because once you perfect it, then nobody can can play like you. You know, you, you may not yeah. play like this person, but that person can't play like you because you've perfected your style. It's your fingerprint, man. Nobody has a fingerprint like you. So you have to figure out who you are and and be consistent and, and true to it and, and make it and always work at it, man. Practice and practice and practice at mm-hmm. you know, becoming who you are, where your sound is, where you want to be. Uh, and, and, you know, I think that and the perseverance and making sure you, you, you have a focus on what you want to do. It's great to be a Jack of all trades. You know, I can do this, I can do that. I want to have a CD that, that, that has, you know, all these different elements. I want to be mm-hmm. hip hopper over here. I want to be jazz over there. I want to be Latin over there. I want to be house music yeah. over there. You know, I mean, that's fine, but you know, pick, pick, pick a lane man and stay in it because you can get further along in that one lane as opposed to taking detours all of the time you know you never get you know you always kind of kind of stay at the same level you know because you're always going different places but pick your lane that's why that's why people think i'm funny but that's why i put lynn sold trumpet around tree that's my lane man Mm -hmm. sold trumpet that's That's what you're going to get from me you know, I'm, I don't want to be – I love jazz, but I don't, I'm not a jazz trumpet player. You know what I mean? And we've got plenty of jazz trumpet players, and they're, they're doing very well. You want to listen to jazz? you got Whitney My you got Nicholas Payton. you got all these guys, man. You want to listen to some soul trumpet? You come over to Lynn Roundtree, and, and I'll give you yeah. some soul trumpet. And that's what I've been trying to perfect and, and hone, um, you know, for all of these years, man. And I think I'm trying to finally hit my stride. i got a long way to go. Never, never stop learning, never stop growing, never stop trying to, you know, perfect your craft. But, you know, I certainly know now where I'm supposed to be and I'm hitting my stride.
2: Wow. I like that, stay in your lane. I like that.
4: Yeah, that's a great
2: analogy. I love that analogy.
4: Man, that's good. I'm going to be looking for my lane. (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, especially, dude, especially with saxophone players, man. You guys, oh man, y'all, y'all are on every corner, man. Know, they yes. gave, they gave, yes. they oh, yeah. they had a special on saxophones twenty years ago, and people ran uh-huh. out and got them. So
0: mm-hmm. a million oh, yeah. saxophone
5: players out here, man. I, it's just tough for you guys, man. It really is because I mean, it, it's a lot, but you know, there's 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 room for you, and believe it or not, there's room for you, man. Yeah. if you figure out yeah. what you can do because nobody's like you. Nobody has your sound once you figure out what exactly. that sound is and, and lock right. into it. Look at Boney James, man. You you always know when Boney's playing. And Boney, exactly. you can compare Boney to, to Kenny Garrett or to, 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 you know, all the James Carters and all that stuff. And that's fine. I mean, you can talk about who's technically perf- better, you know, but Boney has perfected his sound. And mm-hmm. when you hear Boney James, nobody sounds like him. Mm-hmm. So... It's tough yeah. to compare it. Who will you compare him to? You can't compare Bonnie to anybody if bonnie has got his down. And so that's, right. what, that's what you should try to achieve, man.
2: Yes. All right. Yes. Because when you play Kyle, we want to know yeah. on the first three notes that that is Kyle Schroeder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Oh, that's great advice. That is great advice. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mike, do you have any questions? No, no
5: doubt, man. No doubt.
3: No, I have no more questions, you know, but uh, like I said, Lynn is one of the, um, you know, realest guys in the game. You know, he'll, he'll tell like it is. And, you know, he's one of the most approachable guys, too. Like you said, with yeah. Elon, approaching him about, you know, doing a thing, you know, him now playing with other guys. You know, Lynn, Lynn will reach out. Lynn will talk to other artists, you know, up and coming, whatever. And, they, and like I said, they let it, brother, because it's his openness and his realness. So you know, I just got to call the brother more. That's
0: all. You know. <laughs> that's, all. But, <laughs> that's
3: right, man. But 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 you uh, <laughs> know, but
5: Mike, we well, I love you, man. I love you, man, because you uh you've actually done you know stuck your neck neck out for me, man. You uh you you came through with some things. A lot of people in this industry, man, uh, say things and they don't follow up, man. You 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 things you say, you follow up on, and and that that we got to take that. You know, when that comes, man, we got to make that and make it special because uh, it doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, I, I
5: want to, real fast,
3: too, I know, like, you know, it was a promoter down here that, you know, I, you know, i kind of pitched some guys to and everything. And I, you know, was pitching Lynn. And, you know, first thing, like I mentioned earlier, you know, he like, he's, he, well, he's a trumpet player. I'm like, dude, bring the guy in. The guy is bad. He's like, and yeah. after he brought Lynn in, and Lynn tore to show up. And he said, Mike, man, he said, man, I had to take your advice more for He said, Lynn just killed it. And now, you know, there's more people that's asking for him in this area because he did such a great job, you know, just got to get him back in this area because people are asking for
5: him. I mean, the brother can play. Right off the yeah, ball. And, and another thing for Kyle – another thing for – I appreciate that, Mike. And another thing for Kyle, uh, yeah. you, you got to stay humble, man. You, you can't – you have to stay humble mm. in this game because yeah. there's, there's all what really some, some, always somebody, you know, that's lurking around the corners that's better than you or, you know, what have. You have mm. to stay humble in this game, and if you don't stay humble, you start to get a bad people get a bad taste in, in their mouths about you, and 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 mm-hmm. you leave a, a bad impression on people, man. So I don't care, yeah, man. Well, yeah. That's why that's why it's good to have people that speak for you sometimes, so you can always stay mm-hmm. remain the humble artist. You don't you don't want to be be known as a jerk or difficult to deal with. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of times yeah. when I do shows when when the when the uh, when the the, uh, the headliner. You know they they'll they'll put on a rehearsal during sound check and you don't get a sound check. You know what I mean? You, you mm-hmm. don't always have your band. You, you, your sound may not be the best. You may be on at 12 o'clock in the day. You know, in the middle of Florida when it's you know 100 degrees and you have to kick the show yeah. off. But you know it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt to go out there and complain. You know you go out there and do what right. you can do and put on the best show and the best smile you can can with what you have. People will rec will recognize and notice and promoters will, will like you for that.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. yes. Yes. Sorry.
3: Yes.
5: Does <laughs> yes, familiar,
2: sir? Yes, Mike. <laughs> sound familiar? Okay, I just want to know that. I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn, you all in our heads. I'm just telling you, you are in our heads today. <laughs> uh-huh.
5: That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, look. Yes. Hey, yes we we can we can talk one off about, about about it. I can impart a lot of, because uh, this is coming from experience. Yeah. Straight yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. Right. and it's experiencing mm-hmm. it's, i've seen people who who shot themselves in their foot by being divas even they don't have to be <laughs> uh, and i've seen Uh-oh. i've seen where we're <laughs> being we're being humble and saying yes mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll go on we'll we'll play we don't need a sound check yeah you used all our sound checks that's fine we'll just play and we'll hit it all we'll, we'll hit it that much harder and then that promoter mm-hmm. comes right. back you know a year later and say hey man you know what that just happened to us, you know. That just happened to us. Mm-hmm. We kicked off a show uh, middle of the day, a, nice, a big, huge festival, and you know, I, you know, some people were there, but people kind of were straggling. No one really saw us. The promoters saw how we responded to all of that, and we were still happy, upbeat, positive, and gave a great show to to you know the ten people that were out there. And uh, they said, "Well, we're gonna bring you back and have you do your own show." Because we don't think Mm. we want more people to have to see you. People didn't see Mm -hmm. you because you Mm -hmm. were on so early and uh, you just nailed it. Uh, You know, so, you know, go ahead come back. Here's the money, you know, bring your own band, have your own show, have your own 90 minute show and your own night. And it was great. And that was a testament to how we reacted when things didn't necessarily go our way.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow.
3: Well, swear, well, we gotta play this for a lot of people, Terry.
2: I ain't lying. We gotta play this for Yes indeed. Yes indeed. And I wanna <laughs> thank you guys for allowing me to add this extra time to the show because otherwise this would not, we would not have this conversation. So especially for you to you, Lynn. Thank you for um, yeah. letting me do that.
5: Thank you. Now, Sarah, appreciate um, you guys sure,
2: sure. Um, I just w- want to quickly um, talk to Kyle for a little bit about what he's doing. If he's got a CD coming out, um, where he's performing next. And then Lynn, we're going to come back to you about where you're performing next. And then I want to close the show sure. with one of the funkiest songs Lynn has done. It's called You Rock My World. His cover, Michael Jackson's You Rock My World. It is I'm telling you, this song is hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Love it.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's <the> <laughs> okay, at every show. That's at every show. We play that on our oh, show. I be- oh,
2: <laughs> I know it is. I know it is. It is so good. Okay, Kyle, tell us, give us a little bit about what's going on with you. Do you have a CD coming out or anything?
4: Well, I'm actually uh, in the process right now of actually writing stuff. So a lot of this advice that Lynn gave me today is, is really helpful and yeah. really mm-hmm. opens up my perspective, you know? And so okay. that's always that's always good. And um so I, I'm really writing, I'm practicing, I'm I'm looking to find my own sound. Um
0: Okay.
4: You know, um I actually my band is actually starting to uh starting to play play out more and we're actually we were lucky enough uh to get this one gig that um Alan Sands, I don't know if you know him, a really great piano player down here in Tampa. Um he, he gave me the opportunity to play a like a Clearwater Jazz Holiday is high note social. I know that's where like Jonathan Fritzen started out, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's been, it's been awesome. So I'm really excited to to see you know where that could take me, and I'm I'm always staying positive and, and learning from the greats and trying to mimic them, but mimic them, but then add add me in there, you know, so yes, then, and then yes. keep adding a little bit more me, you know. That's what my saxophone teacher always says is is like, I know we were talking about Kenny Garrett earlier, like like be 100% Kenny Garrett. But then, but then, knock it down. Be eighty percent Kenny Garrett, twenty percent Kyle. Then knock it mm-hmm. down even more to where like you got your influences, but you have yourself. You know, so I, that's very, uh, very uh, helpful. You know. Okay.
2: All right. Cool. So let everyone know yeah. where they can find you on the web. Sure. Your email.
4: Um, well, you can the website. Yeah, you can like uh, my page on Facebook, Kyle Schroeder Music. Um, I also am on Instagram as Kyle Schroeder Music, and uh, my email is uh, schroedersaxx at gmail.com if anyone's looking to contact me
2: okay cool cool I, yeah. I i'm so happy that you were able to sit in with us today kyle he kyle usually calls in sometimes when a saxophone is on or when he wants to speak to a particular artist he has a question he would always call in and when he liked yeah. my post oh, about yeah. Lynn's interview today i said well let me ask him if he wants to co-host so thank you for that kyle i appreciate well, thank it
4: thank you for the opportunity i mean you've given me so much opportunity and motivation from getting all this advice from, like, Nick Coyone and Brian Culberton, like, mm-hmm. like that that's, like, you can't find that anywhere else. So, thank you.
2: You're welcome. You're very welcome. All right, Lynn, where are you performing next?
5: Uh, the next thing we've got coming up, I think, is uh, Atlanta uh, okay. on the uh, – well, no, actually, New York. I'll be in New York on at the Lincoln Center um, on May the 3rd, playing for – the, it's a it's a benefit for the, the YMCA uh, New York. It's a gala, um, and they're having a, a Broadway star there singing, and it's a it's a it's a, it's a ele- one of these elegant events. And I guess the, the organizers are familiar with my music, and they asked if I can come in and, and do a pre-show uh, there in the lobby, uh, a solo pre-show in the lobby. And so I'm just looking forward to that. I and mean, you talk about Lincoln Center, you're talking about the hub of. Of, of music and arts in, uh, mm-hmm. in New York city. So I'm, I'm amped up about that. And then the next show, I've got a couple uh, other things going on But the next big show is in Atlanta, uh, where, uh, I'm playing with my, my, my label mate and my generation next mate at, uh, at the sweet, sweet jazz series, uh, uh, on the 21st of May. Uh, but we're all going to be down there, uh, on the 24th in Birmingham. I'm bringing Mr. Nick Cole, Cole, uh, Nicholas Cole over. Uh, We're Generation Next. And just a blurb on Generation Next is a collection of uh, of, uh, three artists uh, who are entities in and of themselves, uh, myself, Nicholas Cole, and LeBron. Uh, We've all achieved some good radio success. We all are label mates. We're on the Cutmore uh, label, uh, which is a division of Trippin' and Rhythm. It's a division that was created expressly to to help bridge the gap between uh, younger listeners and the more established listeners. And uh, we're trying to do that with the, with the creation of generation next. Uh, And uh, we're, we're combining all of our talents and our songs into one show. And we we definitely hit a stride last year, midway through our, our, our our performances and uh, we're doing some good things uh, around the country this year, Uh, but we're kicking off our first gig together uh, on the 24th of May um, okay. in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, and so, okay. uh, we look okay. forward to, uh, some, some things I'm doing with generation next, some things I'm doing on my own. I got a busy schedule this summer. It's getting even more busy, busy. Uh, Kyle, I'll be down in, uh, in Tampa, man, uh, July, uh, around the July 8th, 10th, uh, i of doing something in Jacksonville. But, uh, my man, uh, Nathan Mitchell, uh, is, is put yeah. together a show for me, uh, somewhere yeah, in uh, Tampa. I don't know the name of the spot, but we're getting a uh, a, a spot. That he'll he'll have some information on it. But I'll definitely be down there uh, the week of cool. uh, January uh, July the tenth. Man,
4: okay. awesome! I'm cool. I'm really excited nice. to see you, and that's that's cool. And Nathan was
5: actually yeah. Come the, on out, have a come come on out and have a good time, man.
4: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right and okay.
5: I'm sorry. Go ahead, great. Kyle.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Nathan was actually the guy who really started me out. So that's really cool that, that you guys okay. are are doing something together down here.
5: All right. He's, All uh, right. Now, um, when I when I can get him in, he's he's our keyboard player for Generation Next because he is part of Generation Next. Now we don't just feature us three; we feature who, whoever's in the band. And when I can steal him from Nicholas right, right. Uh, Nick, Nick, from Nick Coleon, I can uh, <laughs> get Nathan to come in and, and play. So he's he's on four of our shows this year uh, in Philly and in Norfolk and a couple other places. So okay, that's awesome. All right. Cool.
2: All right. And now Soul Funky is going to be released on May 19th.
5: May 19th. Yep. Okay.
2: All right. So you can find that on Amazon, iTunes, and also check out Lynn's website, LynnRoundtreemusic.com. Roundtree is no, there's no D in Roundtree. Um, so definitely check him out there and you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at lynnroundtree. Okay. I'm getting ready to close the show. I'm going to close it with You Rock My World. I love this music. Love this song. Tell me about this song.
5: Uh, I was scared to death to make this song because <laughs> it's obviously a Michael Jackson song. I haven't done too many cover tunes. In fact, I've only done two out of my five CDs. And uh, uh, that song was the last song that got on Soul, Treat the Soul Jazz Experience, because When I started it, it just didn't sound right. And I was scared. I was like, I don't want Dark Child, original producer of that song for Michael Jackson or anybody else to hear this tune sounding like this. But there was a couple of elements in the song that I had to put in to make it pop. And it was something simple that made all the difference. And then once we got it in and then put that rock guitar solo on the back, everybody had the thumbs up on that that song and I put it on. But uh, that's my nod because we had just lost Mr. Michael Jackson. So I felt it appropriate Mm -hmm. to honor him Mm -hmm. Uh, through music and through how he's touched us by doing a song that I don't think anybody had ever really, you know, uh, covered uh, no. you know, on, a, on, a, on a large scale. So, you know, I, I did it and hit the mark and, and I'm glad people enjoy it. We played it every show and man, we we mixed in uh, Heartbreak Hotel into the back because Heartbreak Hotel is in the same key and it's the same vibe Mike has seen and, uh He knows when we get to that part and that guitar solo and we go... Up, we take it up, 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 and then we bounce out to Heartbreak Hotel, and and we play Heartbreak yeah. Hotel. The crowd goes crazy, and they love it. So it's just, mm. I, I love playing that. That tune is 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 a fixture, and when you come out to see me Roundtree so uh, yes you, thank you you thank hit you, this Jerry. one Appreciate on the mark
2: it. yes you hit this one on the mark i love this all right let me thank those in the chat room i'm ollie j smooth jazz family joe from germany um, betty belcher we have some guests thank you all for tuning in and listening uh, to the show um you've been listening to talking smooth jazz with your host the jazz queen and mike reynolds
4: and, and as well as kyle schroeder All right.
2: And we look look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Thank you again, Lynn. Um, You can find this song, You Rock My World, from Lynn's Soul Tree disc. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks again, Lynn.
5: All right. Thank you. Love you. Bye.
2: Bye.